Lego. Lego. Hey everybody, welcome back to Back to Brick. For today's designer interview, we have another great builder, Doug, or as he goes by Carrier Lost on Flickr. Uh, Doug, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? You know, I'm, I'm good, busy, as always. There's never a dull moment in the Gorley household. Uh, <laughs> but uh, thank you for taking the time to come on the show and speak to our listeners today. Um, it, you know, could you uh, give us just a little uh, background uh, so we, our listeners can get to know you a little bit better? Sure. Uh, my name's Doug. I live in the northern part of the Midwest U.S. Been at, I've been messing around with Lego long enough to have actually gone through two dark ages. I don't know what else is there. I'm a software developer, software developer by trade, so that gives me plenty of time to mess around. That's really that's cool. Um, and so, what what designs do you like to build primarily? As far as like themes or or things, I guess. Um, I don't know. I do a lot of small vehicles, or I guess kind of smallish vehicles. Um, I up here in Minnesota, we're kind of the uh, the land of brick mania, um, and I was mm -hmm, on there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was in on their uh, track links Kickstarter way back at the beginning and went through probably a couple of years where I was inf infatuated with like making a tank of everything. So there's a yeah. classic space tank and I uh, just recently built a whole bunch of little Ninjago tanks, um, you know, just kind of a small scale where I could capture each character in a tank, but not go through my entire supply of track links. <laughs> Yeah, that that um that would be difficult, especially for builds that are primarily track based. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's really cool. So we'll dive into some of those specific ones here in a minute. But first, as I al uh, always ask at the beginning, um, you know, minifigures are pretty fundamental thing in the Lego world. Um, and people have sig figs, so it kind of either describes who they are or what they look like. If you could have a sig fig, what would it be? And, or look like, and would you have any utensils that it would be carrying? Uh, probably a casual dress. You know, I like the, I like the hoodie from the uh, hidden side sets, except for the fact that I don't ever wear a ball cap. So, uh, so something like that. And as far as accessories, definitely a laptop and probably a sword. Uh, I also play Dungeons and Dragons and go to Renfest up here a lot, so a sword would be good. Cool. Yeah, we have a Renfest here uh, in Annapolis, and uh, for two years running, my friends always go and get really drunk on mead, and I and never end up making it. <laughs> uh, so, and especially and this year, won't be making it again. So, I, yep, I guess I'll is. just never go. <laughs> it's. it's it's definitely been the year for not making anything, unfortunately. Yeah, but uh, that just means you got to make it up next time for the next year. Absolutely. Yeah. So as we were saying, I mean, you design more like uh, uh, vehicles. What kind of got started first off with just Lego? Oh, let's see. Starting with Lego. Um, I 
guess ever since I've been, you know, when I was young, I was really into uh, science fiction, uh, Star Trek and Battlestar Galactica. Uh, Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica was on kind of when I was a kid. The uh, the original Battlestar Galactica, not the Sci-Fi Channel remake. Um, and so at the time, I don't, I'm sure there were other sci-fi toys available, but the most prominent, I think, in the, in the market at the time was the classic space Lego sets. So my parents got me a bunch of those, and I really got into to building with them and quickly got into building my own stuff. Um, that's kind of where I got started. Uh, and then it kind of fell out of classic space about the time the um, the color palette started to change. You know, I had some of the was it white and dark blue was kind of the next color set. And then by the time they got into Blacktron and Magnetron and all that kind of stuff, I was starting to fall out of it a bit. And that was my first Dark Ages. So you're saying the color change kind of pushed you outwards from there? Um, I don't think it was the color change per se. It's just uh, that was kind of the age where I started. I also started getting into Dungeons & Dragons at the time and joined the computer club. And There started to be other things that kind of pushed it out for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a, a balance, you know, because there's a lot going on constantly. So it's hard to kind of keep a, a lot of things going at once. Right. Well, and also I have two younger siblings and they got to the age where they liked Lego and would constantly be borrowing parts. And all of our <laughs> sets kind of ended up in a big toy chest together. And I'm like, yep, OK, time for me to move on. Yeah. Yeah, I had a, I have a younger sister, but she didn't really get into it. So I was I was pretty solid, and my collection was only being played by me. Uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, uh, and I still have it somewhere. Just gotta. I mean, they're in bins because you know you never kept sets as whole when you were oh, a kid. Absolutely not. Because you're like, oh, that's a cool gas station and uh, McDonald's. Let me make a McDonald's robot gas station or something weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, for that's your first Dark Age, and then you came back. Um, what was that like? What was that process? Um, I kind of came back around, I guess, just before 2000, um, when the new Star Wars movies came out and Lego got the Star Wars license. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And those were some really cool sets. I really liked the look of them. I just kind of, uh, by that point, you know, I was out of college or well out of college kind of uh, pretty decently established as a computer programmer by that point and had some discretionary income again. Um, so, you know, was kind of looking around for hobbies to get back into and Lego certainly fit the bill. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, and I was able to keep up with collecting all of the Star Wars sets for probably, I don't know, four or five years. Wow. Uh, you know, it, at some point they just, they started putting out far too many to keep up oh yeah with. there's it's almost yeah, impossible then, to then then he started to have to pick and choose uh they also started to come out with the uh, galaxy squad came out a few years later and i was really interested in that and so i had to factor that into the budget um and then mixels came out i was really into that as well um well i guess yeah what are mixels? Kind of, mixels uh you've never come across mixels? oh wait wait, wait. Uh, now i'm 
for some reason my mind blanked so it was those weird creatures yeah. of all different colors yeah yeah they had the poly bags and there'd be like three yeah. fire-based ones and they were just little tiny humanoid kinds of builds using the small ball joints yep now i remember and i i talked to a lot of people when they're like you know i didn't i bought mixels for the parts i didn't buy mixels because i liked them i just needed the <laughs> parts because they had a lot of cool parts to them yeah yeah, it was a great way to pick up a lot of, like, you know, the flame mixels. It was a great selection of fairly small, detailed red and orange parts or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, the ice ones would have a lot of trans blue, which I don't recall there being a whole lot of elsewhere in the at the time. Yeah, trans colors are always interesting trying to figure out how you can get your hands on something like, oh, I want to make a crystal or ice. And then so, you realize you're so limited to the um the color palette that there is right yeah the color palette and the parts availability is always really you know hit or miss Mm -hmm. you know there are a lot of parts that you know there are a lot of parts that have just never been made in in trans green yeah i'm always disappointed in brown i like to do like wood work but they only have like they have three or four colors of brown but Maybe only reddish brown has a lot of colors and then dark brown next and then the old brown and then the light brown, which is like, oh, that'd be nice to have. Or like a that and uh, like a brick color because we have the dark red. But I'm like, ah, you got to vary it up a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But then you so as you build these designs, I see that it's not just, you know, um tanks or other vehicles but you're also designing like uh vehicles for brickheads what what started that um boy i wish i knew (laughs) (laughs) um i it it was just an idea that kind of came to me i think i was looking at uh, a few years ago they also had the mighty micros series where you had the superheroes with the short legs and a little tiny vehicle for them and somewhere in my brain kind of thought, boy, that'd be kind of fun to do those for brickheads. And so I started out with, I think the Batmobile was probably the first one. I don't know. If somebody wants to go look at my Flickr timeline, they're, they're in <laughs> order. Um, so I did a couple for the superheroes, and then I built a couple for, like, uh, I collected all the Arctic City Expedition stuff from a couple of years ago. Um, kind of like that theme, just because, you know, I really like the the color palette for it, the orange, white, and gray. Um, I built a few others. I think I built a, uh, a Tract Explorer for Arctic and something for the, uh, um, the uh, New Year Dragon, the Chinese Dragon Dancer Guy, Brickhead. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. From uh, Ninjago Guy. Uh, what's his name? Yeah, I don't. It's I don't think it's actually Ninjago, but oh no, no, no! To celebrate the Chinese New Year, that Chinese one? New Year, yeah, yeah. Just because that was too ornate of a brickhead to not have a a cool vehicle. Oh yeah. Um. I I like the Mandalorian one the best, of course. Uh, being a big Star Wars fan myself, oh, and yeah. it just it fits well, I think, with the uh, the brickhead. Yeah, that one was a struggle to try and 
capture the proportions of the razor crest in a way because you know the brickheads are so uh out of proportion to a normal person and so the ship has to be completely out of proportion and really it's a very tall vehicle with those large engine pods it was kind mm -hmm. of a struggle to you know for a vehicle for brickheads it has to be kind of flat so it, because you've only got what like a brick and a plate of the legs before the hands are in the way of anything you're building right so it really has to be flat so it's kind of a challenge to try and capture something that looks kind of like the razor crest enough that it's recognizable for you know i guess you stick the mandalorian and of course of course it's the razor crest what else would it be <laughs> right right and in that design process, do you kind of just build around the brickhead or you just say like, I know that it's that four by four square and I'm going to build however I would like? Uh, it's a lot of, I mean, just like almost anything you build with Lego, it's a lot of trial and error. Uh, I think there were probably three or four iterations before I settled on one for the main hull. And then, of course, the two major iterations of the uh, engines. You know, I started out with just a, two by two the two by two round bricks and thought that looked okay but not great and then i ended up taking apart something else that had the uh on Flickr. there's a second version more recent with the uh, larger engines with the spinny blades mm -hmm. um that i was able to recover from another mock when i took it apart uh and i stuck those on there i thought that looked a lot better and brought a little more of the uh you know the the engine pods on the Razor Crest are so large; they really need to be, they really needed to be that large. I decided. And what do you, what is it? I guess what do you think of Lego's Razor Crest? Do you think it's a good representation of what we see in the show? I think it looks pretty decent. I mean, obviously, I've a lot of uh, fan mocks are out there already that look flipping amazing, but that comes at the cost of you know, if Lego produced that, it would be a six thousand dollars set yep um but I, I think for the compromises that they have to make i think it looks pretty good i don't know if i'll pick one up yet I, i'll probably break down and get one just because you know it's the razor crest of course i have to <laughs> exactly and i mean i ha i'm not on the list yet to get it either there's so many things to buy i'm just and i'm way over budget so i've been cut off um but <laughs> probably for good reason uh I got a yeah, lot of well, stuff. You, you do have a mortgage story about now, so. Yeah, that's true. It was less than rent, so we'll go with that. Uh, oh, awesome. That's, yeah. a, that's the best situation. Yeah, especially uh, when it's bigger, too, which always helps. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, as you said before, Battle Battlestar Galactica, I really do like your Battlestar Galactica tank um, because that's like it's it's an old, the old school Battlestar uh, uh, Galactica, um, mm -hmm. not the brand new uh, one, which I, I didn't grow up with the other one, uh, the original series, and I still have yet to watch it, so don't kill me. Um, but I am, I think Battlestar Galactica, the remake, is my favorite show of all time. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I really... at least that's something. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed the remake. Um... I thought the the first several seasons of it in particular were extremely strong. I have like a lot of fans some problems with like that last season and the finale. But the, you know, whatever creative decisions were made, I respect that. 
I um, would agree. Um, the the cult for Gaius Baltar or whatever religion it was that was just like, okay, where are we now? Um, <laughs> first three seasons, I think, when they got to New Caprica, was where I was. I was pretty good, and uh, and then it was like, oh, okay, now where are we headed? What's what's yeah. happening? They tried to yeah. keep it interesting, you know, for New Earth or for Earth, excuse me, and, and the search. Um, but there were points where it dipped. Right. Yeah. And I will, I will forgive them all of, uh, was it new, new Caprica, right? It was the world that they kind of settled on. Yeah. I will forgive for a little them. bit. I will forgive them any problems for that. Just for the scene where Adama jumps the belt, jumps the Galactica into the atmosphere and spits yep. out all the, the Adama vipers. maneuver. Yeah. That was yeah. so cool. I will forgive them any sins for that <laughs> i've been working i i started it you know that's the problem i always start never finish um i started the adama maneuver mini build um because you know they had those really cool flame pieces uh in the past couple years so i'm like yeah. all right well i'll just build a mini Battlestar galactica which i did so that check uh find the flame parts in digital designer and nope they don't have those yet uh all right, well, I'm pausing. And then I would move on to the next build. But I think eventually I'll get back to it, and I, I would love to do the Atama maneuver as a Lego. Oh, that would be so cool. I, I, you have my vote. <laughs> Great, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish, I mean, they talk about like a Lego ideas that no violence or whatever. I'm like, but come on, Battlestar Galactica. There's so many cool ships. Like, I love the some of the big builds. I still want to speak with the designer about them. Um, where he built the uh the raptor um and uh the cylon raider like in a ucs scale and they're just they're awesome i would uh i i just want to like see like if he's as big as nerd as i am about Battlestar galactica <laughs> yeah probably there's and, some serious nerds out there yeah and besides, are, I mean, are you claiming one of those spots, or are you just telling me that to go look for them? <laughs> yeah. there, there are some serious nerds out there. I'll just leave it at that. I'm not claiming to be that, that big of a nerd, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I am. I'll leave that for others to decide. <laughs> well, I was going to say, uh, I, I'm, I'm a nerd or a geek. I can't remember. My wife told me the difference the other day. Um, I think I'm a geek, and she's a nerd. But like, uh, um, I've never played Dungeons & Dragons. So I have no idea how that works. Although I know, like, what's his name? Uh, the actor has, like, a secret game he plays uh, with a bunch of people. But I just never never had people to play with. So I had no idea what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's a few celebrities who are into Dungeons & Dragons, like Vin Diesel, uh, Will Wheaton, probably some others I can't think of. Yeah, I, I the story was about... What's his name? Sofia Vergara's husband, but I can't remember his name. Um, what's that, hon? Joe Manganiello. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I've I've like watched the interviews where he's like, yeah, private private room, like his old wine cellar he converted into his Dungeons and Dragons room, um, mm-hmm. and a bunch of his buddies. It sounds fun. I just don't know how to play. Now, have you ever considered building any of? Uh, like a Dungeons and Dragons scenes uh, or do you just like more so the vehicles? Uh, you know, I don't think I've ever really felt motivated to do that. Um, 
I know a lot of people use will build uh, terrain and scenery and stuff for their dungeons and can't dun- dungeons and dragons campaigns out of Lego and use minifigs to represent their characters going through them. I mm-hmm. guess I've I started playing Dungeons and Dragons um, back when minis were kind of I mean. Dungeons and Dragons came out of wargaming, so there've always been miniatures associated with it. Um, when I started playing, you know, I was in school, elementary school, couldn't afford minis, so my group we just kind of made stuff up, and you know, it's a what they call theater of the mind playing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we didn't have miniatures or props or anything like that. I guess I just got so got used to that style of play. And have never really felt compelled to build a dungeon out of Lego. It's it's really cool. I know a lot of people have done it, and they do amazing work. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe someday I'll come up with some clever sort of thing that I want to do, like you know, uh, a dungeon on the back of a spaceship or something. Who knows? <laughs> That'd be cool. I and I've seen like you adapt a lot of things into spaceships. So you have like a the arctic helicarrier um and uh, a few other like just ships and then you like strap some engines on like ah this is a spaceship or the um the most recent thing i've seen on your your post was the castle spaceship yeah the one i just posted the other day mm-hmm. yeah that's actually the second version of that one um again it's something i i took apart another mock and had the uh just kind of the triangle the triangle base for the spaceship available again and thought I wasn't completely happy with the first castle spaceship and decided to take another, take another crack at it. What prompted you to make the castle spaceship? Uh, the first time or the second time? Mm, either time, I guess. Okay. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, the first time again, just kind of the idea came into my head you know, I like mashups. Uh, if you go through my Flickr thing, that's that's kind of obvious. Um, so I like, I just like taking two disparate ideas and throwing them together and see what comes out of it. Um, I had done the uh, Castle Dreadnought, big, huge, three-story castle on tank tracks way back, uh, I think, 2016, 2017, uh, for Brickworld Chicago. And you know, mashing up castle with a spaceship was kind of the next logical step. Um, that was the first iteration. Second iteration I did because I wasn't completely happy with the first iteration and had the parts available again. And uh, just as a prelude to possibly doing something similar, but on a much larger scale for September this year. But we'll see how that goes. I haven't started so- it yet. Do you do you travel to a lot of these um, conventions and display your work? Pretty much just uh, just Brickworld Chicago. Okay. Um, being up in Minnesota, you know, it's kind of the middle of nowhere. Chicago's the nearest large convention. I'd love to get out to the Portland or Seattle cons at some point, but you know, haven't haven't pulled that off yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. that is that 
it's hard to do, especially just in general, because uh, not a lot of people can travel to do that. And I mean, this year you can't, so it's just visually, so it's harder. But I, I, I do appreciate, you know, people who can do that, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, you know, if you're going to bring Lego, it either has to be something small enough or that can pack into a suitcase and travel well and not be, you know, 5,000 separate pieces by the time it gets to the other side of the uh, luggage carousel. Or you have to drive. and That's a long drive. It It is, yeah. I mean, for us, we really don't have that many around. But um, mm-hmm. I hope that it's... Uh, it's good for people to come and see that work still, you know? Um, and once we get back at it, a lot of people do still travel and get to, get to see this work, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. But I like going to conventions. It's, it's really neat, uh, interacting with other AFOLs and seeing what they've built and, and all those sorts of things and just hanging out and being nerdy. Yeah. That's the best part, just being a nerd, <laughs> building and doing that. Uh, but I, um, I, I enjoyed your builds. Do you have any future builds that you're looking to work at? Uh, sure. Um, well, like I said, I'm hoping to do something for September. Are you familiar with September? I am not. Okay. Um, there's a Flickr group for it. Actually, probably a couple Flickr groups at this point. I think it was, I don't know if Simon Lewis started it or if he's just been involved for a long time. But anyway, it's a kind of a semi, an unofficial competition, um, that they do every year in September. And the idea is to build a spaceship 100 studs long, uh, where ship is uh, an acronym for seriously huge investment in parts. So a spaceship, 100 studs long, and the idea is to build it entirely in the month of September. So you start on September 1st, you start posting your works in progress as you go along to the uh, Flickr group. And then by the end of the month, you've posted your your uh, big final spaceship. And, you know, I think in the past, maybe some, some prizes were awarded kind of unofficially or whatever. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I just want to build one. Yeah, and uh, what size is that usually around? Because, as you said, big part investment. Yeah, well, it's required to be 100 studs long, which is, uh, I can't Lego math right now. Was that like three feet maybe? Somewhere between three or four feet long in in one dimension. And it's most people, I think, tend to do microscale and go for the big homeworld-style capital ships. But I know some people do a minifig scale or... Or other scales like that. So, mm-hmm. um, since mine's going to be a castle, I'm I'm pretty much going to shoot for minifig scale, so I can use minifigs on it. I've got a couple of the old, old style Lego dragons that I can stick on there, and that sort of thing. That'd be cool. Did you um, do you work with other people, or do you usually just build on your own when it comes to stuff like this? I tend to build on my own. Um, you know, I'm a, a member of a Lego user group. Uh, twin lug here and we've done a few collaborative builds for uh, local like we'll do a show at the at the uh, local comic book convention you know we'll have some tables set up and show off our stuff 
Um, so I've done, I've been part of some collaborations where we each build our own little part of it and bring them to the show and link them all together. You know, those are usually like a modular builds or uh, twin lug is behind a, a standard called Micropolis. Uh, also a Flickr group, go find it. Um, which is basically a, a 16 by 16 block that you can build buildings on and link them all together so that the streets all line up. Um, yeah, otherwise I don't tend to to build with other people. My wife is also involved in Lego and she's got some amazing builds of her own. Um, but we, we tend to build in very different styles. Uh, so we, we haven't tended to build anything together, I guess. Yeah, my wife and I don't build much together. She'll build some sets, but it's more so kind of just supportive of my uh, my building habits, which are constant. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, supportive wives. Yay. <laughs> um, but I uh, I just had, you know, one final question before uh, uh, we get to the end of the interview here, but how do you think in general, you know, you've, you've come, you started off with Lego, you left and came back then left and came back again. What, what, what do you think's bringing you back? What, how do you think Lego has impacted your life to still, you know, be a part of it? Uh, I don't know. It's a fun toy. I think adults should play with toys more often. I think, <laughs> you know, I, I, Lego believes that play is important, and I don't think mm -hmm. that ends when you get out of high school or elementary school or whatever. Um, you know, play is a good way to to explore creativity. Creativity is important. Uh, yep. I think it. You know, I was uh, before I was a computer developer. I was in college for aerospace engineering, and I'm sure that building things, you know, in my, in my early life, uh, kind of led me towards that path of, you know, building stuff first in, in the aerospace area. Uh, and then later, you know, in software, it's just building stuff, but it's all done with a keyboard and little lines of code instead of hammers and nails and bolts and sheets of titanium. Um, I think it's a good outlet. It's a good way to, to keep your, your uh, creativity engaged in, something physical, especially for me, you know, again, my life is, my professional life is so much digital that it's really nice to get away from that and just play with something plastic. Yeah. And it, it's nice to see that physical creation being made. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I know a lot of people do all their work in, uh, was it like Draw or, or the Bricklink one? I can't remember its name. Um, studio or stud io as yes. well yeah yeah thank you um you know i i can't do it it's just like after a full day of programming i just want to get away from the laptop sometimes and and build with something real yeah and that's healthy because i mean a lot of us are on our computers so often that it's nice to you know take a break and get to get back to using your hands for stuff and so i was outside doing work outside and i've got some calluses already so <laughs> there's there's always time to you know be on the computer but sometimes you just need to get out and do more work yep yeah well um i just want to thank you again you know for coming on today i i think 
it's really fun to know just understand you know sometimes it's it's a good outlet and to to see that you continue you can always come back and join in the lego community it's always there to be a part of and go to these conventions when they start up again but uh thank you again you know for for taking the time for this interview today everyone i want you to you know go check out carrier lost over on Flickr. uh some really fun you know fun builds some some tanks some aircraft and uh, all all really cool stuff and uh so i i thank you again oh thank you it's been a uh, thanks for having me on it's been a it's been great and I, uh, I hope you, you know, stick with it this time. Stay in the community. We'd like to see some of your builds some more. Uh, <laughs> no more Dark Age. And uh, uh, looking forward to what you'll build next. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, I will uh, hopefully talk to you later. And uh, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks. You too. If you enjoyed the interviews, please stick around and subscribe. We have more interviews coming. We've got quite a few uh, ready to go for the next few months. So subscribe, leave us a comment. Comments are really helpful so that other people can see the podcast and get interested in them. And, uh, you know, I'll leave you as I always do. Get creative, get out there, and go build something. <laughs> <laughs>